Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. While you're standing, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20, I just want to read one scripture uh, for your standing. And we got a few announcements. I will hit those at the end of service. But lots of exciting things that are coming up in the near future. Ephesians 3 and verse number 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we can, above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. And just my title, stealing it from what Paul, inspired by the Holy Ghost, wrote. I'm going to talk to you just for the next little bit on this. To him who is able. To him who is able. God bless you this morning, and you may be seated. One time Jesus said in the Gospels, he said, if thou canst believe, and all things are possible to him that believeth. <clears throat> whenever, whenever you hear the word impossible, what immediately jumps into your mind? Whenever you say that or you hear somebody say, that's Im- impossible. And please, no jokes about the Cowboys making the Super Bowl. But realistically, when you hear impossible, what is it, you know? What jumps into your mind whenever you, whenever you hear that word? When I think of the word impossible, uh, a lot of times my mind will go to a box of cereal. And here's my struggle with cereal. How can something be so good yet so hard to open? It's almost impossible to open up cereal correctly. I mean, you got to time it just right, have the right amount of strength in the forearms to, to have that plastic bag perfectly open. I, it's, it's very, very difficult. It's almost impossible to open a bag of cereal, a box of cereal correctly without spillage, without ripping it down the side. And if you're one of those or just, you know, just use scissors, um, it, that's against nature, and we're not even going to ask your opinion in the matter, all right? So just, you can move on, all right? We're, I know I'm not the only one here who has ripped open a bag of cereal and it ripped down the side, spilling fruity pebbles over the counter onto the stove, which now you have to pick up and throw away, and it causes a delay in the enjoyment of a bowl of cereal. Now, I just, can we just fix this issue, please? I don't really understand. Put it in a Ziploc bag. Put it in a Ziploc bag. Let's end the crisis. But until the serial executives of of the world decide to do this, you and I are faced with almost an impossible situation almost every morning or every evening, depending on when you like to enjoy your bowl of cereal. I'm more of an evening bowl of cereal person myself, but, you know, to each their own. But impossible, you know. I know that's funny and and thinking like like uh, impossible. That's not what that's not what jumps in my mind, Bryce. I think of something like you know I need a miracle and things like that. And that's what I'm focusing on this morning because the Bible the Bible is filled with people who 
who faced impossible situations that became possible. David, I mean, there's stories, and we could be here all day long talking about all of the different scenarios and all of the different stories that the Bible gives us. David came to face to face with an impossibility, the giant Goliath who taunted the army of Israel every morning and every evening for 40 days, but David came out victorious. We look at the life of Moses, and Moses and the children of Israel, they came to the Red Sea with Pharaoh and his army right behind them, but then the the Red Sea did what? It was parted. It opened up for them for them to make an escape. The Bible, and again, so many examples that I could give you, but the Bible is filled with things like this. It is filled with situations and circumstances, and so very many of them appear to be impossible. Situations that that seem to have no no solution, no no answer, circumstances that from a human perspective are impossible, yet they are handled with ease by the power of Almighty God. Impossible situations are found all throughout the New Testament, all throughout the Gospels. You'll find people in the middle of a storm. You'll find a man with, uh, with demons. You'll find a, where a ruler's daughter passes away. And Jesus, without hesitation, steps into every one of these situations and proves that he is more than capable of handling the problems at hand. One of the one truth that demonstrates itself over and over in the pages of the Bible is the truth that God is more than capable, more than able for every situation. Friend, there are no impossible situations. There are no hopeless predicaments. And somebody needs to hear that this morning. Your situation is not hopeless. Your your sickness is not hopeless. Your life is not hopeless. Nothing is hopeless when we put it in the hands of the Lord. You believe Leave that with me today. He is more than able unto him that is able for anything that you and I will ever face. I love how the Bible just says it, just says he's able. It says he's able. Somebody shout able. Able. My God is able, our text this morning, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we might ask or even think. So no, 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 no matter what you have going on in your life today. Jesus, hear me right now, is ready to step in. I said Jesus is ready to step in without hesitating, without even thinking about it. He's ready to step in and prove that he is more than able, that he is more than capable. There's, uh, again, examples and stories throughout the Bible that we can, we can touch on and we can talk about. I like to look at Mark chapter 5, and we find what, uh, what seems to be a, a, a very impossible situation a very hopeless circumstance. Jesus, he's on his way to heal the daughter of a man by the name of Jairus. And on the way, he is surrounded by a great crowd of people. And they are, they are pushing him from, from every uh, angle, from every side. And in the crowd that day, we find the story where there was a, a, a poor and, and very weak and dying woman who has reached out and touched Jesus. And when she touched him, her life was instantly and permanently transformed. 
I believe that there are people represented in the house of the Lord today that need a life transformation. There are people in this place today that you need a change. The, you need someone to change the situation that you find yourself up against. Can I tell you that those transformations are possible in the presence of the Lord today? I believe that one touch from Jesus can change absolutely everything. Just one touch from the master can change it all. I believe that. I believe that. We are told that this, this woman suffered from an issue of blood. The, the word issue means a, a flowing of blood. This woman was very, she was very sick, and she was in a great deal of pain. She was in a great deal of suffering. Constant blood loss would have made her weak. She probably didn't have much energy at, at all. The, the least of efforts would have totally worn her out. The Bible says that she had tried all the remedies of all the physicians. She had sought to try to figure this thing out and to get an answer. She had looked at all the physicians of her day and she she had suffered under their care. Nothing was working. Nothing, no doctors could help her. There was no medicine that could fix the problem. She could not work around others uh, and, and, and because of this, you do a little study, she could not be around others because of the danger of defilement. Her, her condition left her on the fringes of society. And in the eyes of those around her, she was no better than a leper. No one wanted anything to do with her. No one invited her to the cookouts. Nobody invited her to the parties. She wasn't allowed to be involved in anything. And the Bible says that she had been this way for 12 years. For 12 years, she has lived her life moving from one rejection to another rejection. From one no to another no. For 12 years, she had felt isolated. For 12 years, she had felt lonely. And, and under the law, under the law, this woman would, was to be considered unclean. Anything or anyone that she touched was considered unclean. She could not mingle with the people. Anyone who came in contact with her would be considered defiled. And according to the scriptures, she had spent all that she had trying to find the cure. All that she had trying to find an answer for her sickness. The doctors weren't able to help her. No one was able to help her. She had been left with absolutely nothing. She has no family to look after her for help. She has no friends that she can lean upon. And after years of, uh, of pain and useless remedies and shattered dreams, she has reached a place where she now knows that she is living under a death sentence, that she will not get better. It will only get worse and she knows that she will die from this disease it's only a matter of time I wonder how many people that can identify with this woman maybe you don't have the same kind of illness or sickness but like her you are filled with suffering and you are filled with sorrow I, I, my mind goes a lot of times to the people who are who are lost and do not know the Lord my mind goes to those people there are many 
people that are lost and they spend their entire lives searching for meaning, searching for answers and searching for help for their condition. But instead of getting better, they are only getting worse. Their hearts are getting harder and they become more deeply rooted in their sins. This woman, we can all agree, was in a very bad shape, but she wasn't nearly as bad off as the person who does not know the Lord. When I think about this woman, I think about those types of people and people groups who don't know the Lord like you and I know him, who haven't felt the joy of the Lord, who haven't been baptized and and repented of their sins and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. My mind, it goes to those, those people. But you know, my mind also, when I think about this woman, my mind also goes to those who do know Jesus. People that have been saved for a long time, but they're They're living maybe under a heavy burden and carrying something, a heavy weight that they've been carrying for so long. And if, friend, if you don't believe that's possible, if you don't believe that that's possible to, to, for people to know the Lord and still carry on to something and hold on to something, just take 15, 20 minutes this afternoon, scroll through your social media page, and then you come back and tell me that there aren't church people who are living discouraged, that there aren't church people who are living defeated. Maybe that's someone here today in this service today. Maybe you came in today and you felt weak and you felt defeated. You've tried everything in your power to get better. You've tried everything you know to fix your situation you've read all the books you've listened to all the sermons you've gotten advice but you're just not getting better if that describes you here today I am pleading with you to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now because God has a word for you I said God has a word for you if we'll just be sensitive enough to hear it because the Bible tells us that this woman came to Jesus. Somewhere, somewhere, this woman heard. She heard about Jesus. Somewhere along the way, she had heard of how maybe he had healed that leper. Maybe she heard about the the wild man across the lake that Jesus had delivered from a legion of demons. Or maybe some other poor soul who lived on the fringes of society had been healed by Jesus and come by and told her about him. Amen. Somewhere, someone, this woman had heard that there was power in his touch. Amen. See, I believe that when God does something for us, when God saves us or when God heals us or when God delivers us, we ought not be quiet about it. No, we ought to shout it from the rooftops. We ought to just let them know what the Lord has done for me. Come on, we ought to be excited as a football team celebrating a touchdown of what God has done for me. I believe we ought to get excited and we ought to let everybody know. Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I know we're made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, but I believe we can help somebody else be victorious by our testimony. I believe that we can share what the Lord has done for me and my family, and if he did it for me, he can do it for you. You believe that today? Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord like you believe it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. She had heard about Jesus, and she knew, I got to get to him. 
I got to get to him. She came to realize that Jesus was her only hope. She believed with all her heart that if she could just get to him, that she would be healed. So she started. She started making her way through the crowd. She came to realize that he's her hope. So she started making her way through the crowd. It didn't matter. It didn't matter to this woman how many people were there. It didn't matter who saw her. It didn't matter what they were going to think, what they were going to say. She elbowed her way through the people. She was causing, understand what she was doing. She was causing ceremonial defilement for everyone that she touched. And she was taking a great risk for if she had been recognized, she would have been subjected to public humiliation and ridicule. And a crowd, a crowd like that might have gotten worked up and maybe even beaten her or stoned her. But for her, it was worth the risk. She just knew if I could just get to him, if I could just touch him, if I could just get to Jesus, then I'll be healed. Yeah, you got to remember, she's losing blood. This, this issue is ongoing. She's, 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 she's still in, in, in this situation. She, she probably didn't have much energy. She probably had to drag herself out of bed that morning. She struggled through the crowd. She was weak in her efforts. It wasn't an easy thing, especially for this woman. Let me ask you, have you reached a place in your life where have you come to understand that Jesus is her only hope that you have? Come on, is, is her only, if you're here this morning, and you feel like you are lost, you just need to press through. You just need to get to the Lord because he is, in fact, your only hope. And just get to him. Do whatever it takes to get to him. She, she came to Jesus. If you find yourself this morning underneath a heavy burden that you've carried for a long time, and you feel like maybe it's getting you're getting weaker by the day friend you need to get to Jesus you've got to get to him because he is able i said he is able you might be burdened this morning but you're not defeated if you just get to him jesus himself said come come to me all of you that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest come on you don't have to carry it any longer you don't have to carry it one more step why should you fight your battle for one more minute when you have a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you might ask or think. Just get to him. Clap your hands unto the Lord with me. Just get to the Lord. Do whatever it takes because he's able. Verse, verse 29 it says this, it says immediately, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And she was, she was near enough that she reached out a trembling, weak hand and touched his garment. Then in that in that very instant, she received what none of the doctors or their costly medicines could give her. She was healed in the moment. As soon as she touched him, Jesus, he, he knows what's happening. 
And just for the record, he, he knew about it before it happened. He knows that virtue has gone out of him. Jesus knows what had happened, and he asked, who, who touched me? Who t-? Now remember now, he's in this great crowd. There were all kinds of people there that day. There were all kinds of people that they were touching him. The disciples even pointed this out. Lord, are you serious right now? You're really, you're asking in this great crowd who touched you. You're asking. That, that's like, that's like an impossible. Lord, what do you mean who touched you? Look, look around you. You really want us to answer that. But, but this, this, this touch was different. This touch was different. This touch was different from the elbows, the people hollering, trying to get his attention and get time with him. And just to, just to, just to say hi, this touch was different because this touch was accompanied by faith. She had heard. She had heard that there was power. She had heard that there was healing power. She had heard. This touch was accompanied by faith. Jesus, Jesus could have let her go on her way. He could have, he could have let her go. But he wanted to do more than just heal her that day. He wanted to completely restore her. So he's he's looking to see who had done it. This this is not what the woman was hoping for. And and now our faith is going to require something. It's going to require obedience this time. This is another thing that this woman teaches us. Because faith responds to Christ, but it responds in obedience. The text lets us know. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Imagine this. It says she's terrified. She's fearful. She fell at his feet. She's feared. This is, this is not what she wants. This is not what she was hoping for. She just wanted to touch him. Sure, there was healing power. She just wanted to touch him, move on, and be healed for the rest of her days. But Jesus is looking for her. So she, so she knows she has to do something. She, she came and she fell at his feet. We read about people falling at the Lord's feet in Scripture, and perhaps you, you have the idea that this is an everyday occurrence. It's, it's not. It wasn't, it was more like a once in a lifetime deal. Have you ever fallen at someone's feet before? I mean, this, you know what it is? It's the body language of a person whose life is over unless the power, unless the person who has the power to intervene for them does something. You'll see it in courtrooms of people that are being sentenced off to life, maybe even death. And they fall on their knees because they realize their life is over unless the person who has the power intervenes on their behalf. This stance that she takes and she tells him, she tells him all. This is her posture. She falls in fear. Terrified. She falls and she tells him all. I mean, how humiliating in this moment, how humiliating is this moment for her to talk about all of your problems in a huge crowd? Do you imagine coming up to the altar right now and, and all of us one by one, I hand you to the mic and said, what would you like me to pray for you for? 
and you begin to tell everybody what you're doing. Now, I get it. There are some things that we share, but then there are other things that we're just personally fighting, and it's between us and, and God, and, and, and we may share with a close friend or with our pastor, but this woman is now standing before him, humiliating and, and, and talking about her problems in front of this huge crowd, but that is what the Lord asked her to do, and guess what? She obeyed. She obeyed. You know why? Because faith obeys. Faith obeys. What has God told you to do? What has God told you? Sometimes we look for a word from God. We're, we're, not, we're not even doing what he's already told us to do. Faith is more than just a belief, friend. It's obedience, and that was the difference. She bowed at his feet and confessed everything. All the while, let's not forget what Jesus is doing. Jesus is where? He's on his way to heal the daughter of Jairus. She is at the point of death herself. He is surrounded by a surging crowd. Yet in spite of the seriousness of his mission, Jesus takes the time. I said Jesus takes the time to stop for this woman. The business of the universe was put on hold as Jesus turned his full attention on this poor, needy woman. She was the sole focus and center of his world and center of his attention. This woman who was unwanted by her society had caught the eye of God because she exercised simple faith. I believe that God who controls everything in this universe has time for you and has time for me when we will stop and call upon him in faith. Don't let the devil lie to you one more minute and say that God's too busy or your need is too small no matter what it is you ought not to fear but put it in the hands of the Lord reach out by faith and touch the hem of his garment because I believe that God cares for you and God cares for me enough to stop what he's doing to take care to touch you to speak your need let me ask you You realize that this woman could have never touched him had he not ever become flesh. She could have never touched him had he not put on skin and bone and moved into the neighborhood. Jesus became a man. He became a man in the first place so he could die on the cross. He also became a man so that he could be touched with the feeling of our infirmity. As our music comes this morning, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without Jesus became a man so that he could identify with us and us with him. He became a man so that we could touch him. He became a man so that we could reach out and we could touch and handle me and see. And I love what the Bible says. Would you stand with me this morning? Bible says that he 
said unto her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Don't skip over this. This is the only place in the entire New Testament where we read about Jesus saying that to anyone. It's signified that they are now in a different relationship. One thing I'm trying to point out to you today is she got more than a physical healing that day. All of her adult life, she has been an outcast. She has been a nobody. Dwelling in isolation and loneliness, living in the shadows of society. But now she hears that she's been taken in by God. <laughs> One minute she was an outcast. The next she was in the family of God. I don't know about anybody else this morning, but I can definitely relate to that. How many know that without God we can do nothing? I say it like this a lot of times, without God, we, can, we, we are nothing. The scripture, the scripture in the beginning, when we're reading about this woman, the Bible calls her a certain woman. A certain, certain woman. No name, nothing, nothing else given. She's a certain woman. That could have been anybody. A certain person with a disease. A certain person with an issue. But she pressed through the crowd. And Jesus said, who touched me? So she went from a certain woman to a somebody. And then Jesus took a somebody and he used a term of endearment and he said unto her, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Hear me today. You can go from unsaved to saved in just a moment. You, for, you can go from being uncovenant to in a covenant relationship with God in just a moment. You can go from having a condition to a position in Him in just a moment. We serve a living God today that will change your life in just a moment. When you come to Jesus, you get far more than you ever bargained for. It's amazing. It's amazing how much God gives back to us when we reach out to Him with just our little faith. <laughs> with just our little faith. We don't, we, we, we don't understand the, all the complexities of theology. There are, there are many deep things in the Word of God that we still don't understand. But when our little faith reaches out to Him, He responds by giving us everything heaven has for us. You reach out to him with your little faith, and he responds with everything that is him. And this is what happens in a moment, in a moment, in a moment. You'll discover that you got far more than just an insurance policy, friend. You're now a child of God. You've been redeemed by the Lord. You now have a relationship with the Savior. He's not just a Savior. He's my Savior. He's my Jesus. He's my King. Thy faith hath made thee whole.
This woman, she experienced healing. Not because she touched his garment, but because she exercised faith in Jesus. She heard, she heard, she heard. And when her faith touched his power, his power changed her life. Whether you are lost in sin or whether you are battling difficulty, hear me right now. Jesus is your answer. Jesus is your answer. If you have if you have reached a place where all the remedies have failed, all the other means have been exhausted themselves, and you you need help right now, I want you to hear the invitation of the Lord. Come, come, come unto me. Come unto me. Who is it? Who is me? It's him who is able. You've tried everything and you keep falling. I simply ask, would you try Jesus? Would you give Jesus a shot? Would you give Jesus a chance? You know, in the crowd that day, there were dozens of people with physical, spiritual, and emotional needs. But only one lady, only one lady got help. Dozens touched him that day, but only one was transformed. Why? Because only one person looked at him through the eyes of faith. Only one person believed that Jesus could help. Only one person, whatever she had to do, I'm going to touch him. Whatever I got to do, I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to get to Jesus. Don't be one of those people that simply brush up against him and leave unchanged because he's not, he's, he's not here just to pass through. He's here to transform. He's here to touch your heart. He's here to touch your life. He's here to help you. He is the only one who can truly help. Stop trying to find the answer from the world. You're going to keep getting the same result over and over again. Reach out and touch the Lord. Reach out and touch the Lord. I wonder as we Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.